I'm very glad this evening for us to be able to have a time of interaction. Our Bible study on Wednesdays is by interaction. You know, iron sharpening iron. One warming the other and provoking ourselves unto righteousness and good works. So shall it be in Jesus' name. I want to go straight into the word because I need a lot of time because I have a preview of what God wants to do. I recall, I'm sure you recall that two Sundays ago I came to the church with a word inspired by the Holy Spirit in my heart that entitled, For Thou Art With Me All The Way. How many of you remember that? For Thou Art With Me All The Way. I like that scripture. The Living Bible says, even when walking through the dark valley of life, Nigeria is like a dark valley. <laughs> I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Come on now. Guarding, guiding me all the way. What a great father that we have. Never leaves nor forsakes his own. And we pressed on in that word and we found out, um, if you bring back the slide that we had just before now, the instruction of the Lord is no matter what is going on, and a lot is going on, and a lot more is still going to happen. And the word of the Lord came to us saying what? Be calm and remain calm no matter what. I didn't hear you. Let's do that again. Be calm and remain calm no matter what. So says the Lord. But... I know you're thinking, it's easier said than done. I don't know where Pastor Steve is coming from. I don't know what demons and devils and giants you are for today. But I, 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 I'm sure you're looking at me saying, Pastor, be calm. I hear you. But to remain calm, you don't know where I'm coming from. Truth is, if anybody were to say, to be calm and to remain calm is easy. I don't think the person will be telling you the truth. Can I get a witness? You can be calm, but to remain calm. If the enemy fails and allows you to be calm, he's coming back to challenge that calmness with some tremor and some trouble that is designed to rattle you. And you drop your calmness yourself. I want to... What it is when a Christian drops the calmness you have because of the word of God, what replaces it? Anxiety. Can you clap for him? Those of you over there, are you with us? When a Christian drops his calmness, which is not based on your bank account, is not based on how many children you have, it, does, it is based on the person of God, the word of God, the promise of God. When you drop the calmness, what usually replaces it? Anybody here? Panic? Anxiety? Anybody else? Fear? Anybody else? Confusion? Anybody else? Worries, that's a familiar one. Yeah? Hypertension, depression, suicidal thoughts. Do you know some people are packed up? They are long dead, but they're not buried yet. They have given up. They just let life happen to them. And I think most of us have been through that time before. Can I see your hand up? Have you ever got to one point in your life that you just gave up? Had it not been the resurrection power of God? Had it not been God using somebody to waken you out of that 
Bible calls it the sleep of death. You still go to work, you still go to the university, but something died inside of you. No zest for life, no faith anymore. Don't believe in any good thing can come out of here. The devil is a liar. Can someone say amen? amen. And so we want to talk about this calmness. This is the word of the Lord. How many of you know that God does nothing except he first reveals it to his servants, the prophets? And many times when you don't believe your prophet, you struggle. It says, believe the Lord your God, and you shall be established, and believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. The word prosper is not just money. It means you will do well. Can you say amen? amen. Why don't you touch yourself say, I will do well. Help me touch somebody close to you say, you will do well. The devil is a liar. Glory to God. So the word of the Lord says, be calm. Help me prophesy to someone say, be calm. Be calm. And remain calm. No matter what. Look the person say, no matter what. Don't drop your calmness. Glory to God. It appears that God is setting the boundaries that anyone that stays outside of calmness, I may not help you. May we not be left out of the move of God. May we not act according to the script our enemy has written concerning us. You know what happens is that somebody steals your car. You lose your job. That's not the bad thing. It is for you to lose your calmness so that even God cannot help you. The script is, Job, you are going to lose your calmness. And God says, no. That I know that Job will not lose his calmness. And they tested it. If Job lost it, nothing will have come out of it. You're going through something, welcome to reality. In any case, as long as you're a Nigerian, the script is written. Somehow, somewhere, or somehow we're feeling this pinch. But today, we're going to go into a study and let me read the scripture to you. And I'm going to ask you to stand for the reading of God's word. I'm going to read Philippians 4, verses 6 to 7 in the message translation of the Bible. And maybe I'm going to ask you to join me. And as you read the word, let it sit in your heart. At the count of three, child of God, let us read the word of God. Philippians 4, verses 6 to 7, the message Bible. One, two, three, go. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Verse 7. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. I thought somebody's going to get excited. There's a Lord, I receive that. Something wonderful is going to happen. Father, we thank you as we go into the word today. We hope open our hearts so that as your word comes in, it will dispel the darkness and the fear and the and the and, and the trepidation that has bothered us by the law of displacement and replacement darkness goes out the word of god comes in and the miracles that begin to happen the wonderful things will begin to happen to the glory of god in jesus name we pray amen, amen. you may be seated let me read that with emphasis 
to your hearing now. It says, don't fret. The only two words in capital in verse 6 is where our focus is going to be, the word fret. And that scripture starts with a warning. Starts with an instruction. Straight to the point, don't fret. I wonder if anyone knows the meaning of fret. We'll get to that in a minute. Don't fret or worry. You're wondering, fret and worry, they sound like uh, the same. No, they're not the same. We'll get to that in a minute. Don't fret, don't worry. Instead of doing that, pray. How? Let petitions and praises, which we have done today, shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. It didn't say letting God knows that you are going to die. It didn't say letting God know that things will not work out. Letting God know what? Your concerns. What the devil is trying to posture for you as a mountain that will never get out of way. It's not a mountain. It's only a concern. I thought somebody would say, yeah. Before you know it, which means it's going to happen quickly, a sense of God's wholeness. Everything coming together for everything God turning it around for good will come and do what? And settle you down. Help me tell somebody to settle down. Let the noise settle down. Let the doors settle down. You too, settle down. It's wonderful. That's the only description. What happens when Christ displaces the worry at the center of your life? Can we talk? How can the center of my life, how can I let worry sit in the center of my life? That is stupidity of the highest order. When worry comes, he doesn't want to sit in the boys' quarters. When challenges come, he doesn't want to sit in the porch in front of the house. He wants to sit in the center of your life. It's like us allowing some satanic thing to come and settle here. When you let worry take over your life, what you have done, you have given the holy of holies to the wicked one. Today, we're going to drive worry out. Very weak, amen. We're going to drive fretting out of our, the center of our lives, the center of our home, the center of our church, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life, It says, it is wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. My comment is this, when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life, isn't that how calmness gets to reign in one's heart or one's life? It is when Christ displaces worry at the center of our life, isn't that how calmness begins to reign in one's heart and one's life. And calmness is the atmosphere where God works wonders. May we not uh, disallow the calmness that will bring the miracle. May we not disallow it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Knowingly or unknowingly. The woman calls it unwittingly. Without thinking, without knowing what you're doing. You let worry 
anxiety sit at the center of your life. So where is God going to sit? May we not give the place of God to our worries. What kind of amen is that? Say one amen for yourself. One amen for those watching on the screen. The subject this evening is how to become no matter what. And ways to maintain calmness. Okay. I, I made a mistake. I'm going to have to ask you. Get the slide across to multimedia for me. And how to become... Oh, it's here. Look up on the screen. How to be calm. Come on, read with me. No matter what, and ways to maintain the calmness. Same scripture. The contemporary English version of the same Philippians 4, 6 to 7 says, Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. With thankful hearts, offer up your prayers and requests to God. I like verse 7. It says, then, because you belong to Christ, God will bless you with peace that no one can completely understand. Because it has nothing to do with what you're going through. It is above what you're going through. Calmness cannot be relative to what is around you. It is superior to it. It is something you superimpose on the trauma that the enemy wants to bring into your family. Then because you belong to Christ Jesus, God will bless you with a peace that no one can completely understand. And this peace, listen to this, will control the way you think and feel. Hello. When you are anxious, you know what he's doing? It's controlling the way you think and you feel. Hello? When you are angry, do you know what it does? It controls the way you think and the way you feel. But the peace of God should displace anxiety so it's not what we're going through that controls how we think and how we feel. It is now the peace of God. That's what produces calmness. You know why some people can't be calm? Because they have not allowed the peace of God to come into their hearts. And when you see a believer who is at peace, don't imagine because everything is well. It is in spite of that. Faith is not an absence of trouble. Faith is in spite of the trouble. If you're waiting for everything to be fine for you to be calm, cool, calm, and collected, you're going to miss the God. When there was trouble in the lake, what was Jesus doing? He was sleeping calmly. You know what they said to him? Don't you care we're going to drown? He said, drown. The wave just started. Uh, don't you have any faith? I'm going to put up an advert tomorrow morning. Calmness is proof that you have faith in God. Calmness is the proof that you have faith in God. You know, calmness, Bible says, 
Calmness is about the peace of God that no one can completely explain or understand. As long as people rate you that you're a believer and you're looking good just because everything is good, you have not started. It is when they find out that, eh, you're going through all this and look at how calm you look. That's when you are really shining the light. The calmness we are talking about is not about everything being calm. It's, it's in spite of what the enemy is doing. I have a comment here. I like this last piece. It says, this piece will control the way you think and you feel. Can I ask a question? When you lose your peace and you're anxious and you're, you're subject to fear, do you think straight? Do you feel loved by God you feel God you're doing it for everybody waiting do me what's the problem you become sacrilegious in the your sweat becomes sacrilegious when they say do thanksgiving you're just doing your hands sir pastor won't call me out but your heart is not there hello but the peace that produces calmness, it controls the way you think and feel. Can I tell you something? The battle you're in is going to be determined by how you feel and what you think. And you know God can see your thoughts. And you know Satan picks it up. And it's called the accuser of the brethren. So if you don't think right, if you don't feel good towards God, you say God, but you can't help him. Make May the, may, may the accuser of the brethren not win our case in the name of the Lord. What kind of amen is this? Come on now. I have a comment here. If thoughts and feelings are not brought under control, they will go wildly out of control. That is what is called fretting. I'll let you read it for yourself. If our thoughts and our feelings are not brought under control, of the peace of God, ah, they will go wildly out of control. And that is what is called fretting. And the Lord said, don't fret. If you want me to help you, if you want the end, the outcome of this thing to be a happy outcome, don't fret, don't worry. It's entirely up to you. And that's why God sent me to you, Grace Assembly. There is a lot going on. There's still a lot more that is going to go on. But the winner is the one that refuses to fret. And that attitude will cause people to think something to you. Everything going around you and you're calm. Excuse me, so what do you want me to do? To jump and kill myself? Is that going to solve the problem? Hello? Is that going to solve the problem? So that thought is from Satan, but we're children of God. We're not accessible to Satan in Jesus' name. If our thoughts and our feelings are not brought under control, they will go wildly out of control, which is what is going on with a lot of people, and that's what is called fretting. That's exactly what God said don't do. You know, as I meditated on this this morning, I don't speak Yoruba that much. I don't speak Yoruba to my children, so I don't get to speak Yoruba that much. And I heard those who say, tell them, pay Obani Kobaje. How many people understand that? Obani Kobaje. He say, the thing is just, 
shaken, it is not broken. You, you are mistaken. Oh, Bani. Ko baje. Eh, ko dewani baje o. It not go spoil o. It not go finish o. We not go die o. <laughs> so shall it be in Jesus' name. You know, that means the person you are talking about is sleeping is not dead. Oh, Bani, ko baje. He's sleeping. When Lazarus had issues, they said he's dead. No, God said, oh, Bani. I prophesy to somebody what looks like a dead end that looks like a full stop God is going to put his finger on that dot give it a tail and it's not going to be a period anymore it's going to be an introduction to a happy outcome blessed be God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ again I saw the vision of a believer running into some trouble some wicked armies shot at him all kind of thing going on and this believer Refuse to be calm. The voice of the Lord said, calm. Don't worry. Let them shoot their best shot. I will be your defense. The believers started running. And I honestly, it's unbelievable. It's like in slow motion, ran, jumped over a fence. And when he jumped over the fence, he was in a cemetery. And I was running. I have it in my notes here. It says, I saw the vision of an odd of an already dug out open grave with a cement slab and mixed concrete prepared to seal the grave this believer that was running for what could not even harm him ran and fell into an already dug grave open with a slab by the side with the mixed wet uh, concrete mix was there guess what happened cover seal you kill yourself he said, that's what happens when you refuse to become. You run. What you were dealing with was not the problem. The real problem is what Satan wants you to do. How can they dig a grave? Your name is not there. Now you can't fall inside. I jump and pass in Jesus' name. Tell somebody, be calm. And remain calm. May we not run into what will now finish us in Jesus' name. Yeah. I read Psalm 37 verses 8 to 9. The New King James Version. It says, Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Do not fret. Those, the word just keeps coming. Do not fret. Why? It causes harm. You didn't have a problem. You now dived into somebody's grave. And took somebody's death. It causes, it only causes, nothing good comes out of uncalmness. How did um, Elder Foshaw, or you know, I put it on Sunday, uncalming, I be one. Something is uncalming me. <laughs> nothing good comes out of uncalming, it only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. I never understood this, they shall inherit the earth, until I read the living Bible. It says, stop your anger. And sometimes when you lose your calm, you get angry. Turn off your wrath. Don't fret and worry. It only leads to what? Harm. What good is it to harm yourself? For the wicked shall be destroyed, but those who trust the Lord shall be given what? 
every blessing. May you receive every blessing rather than harm yourself in the name of the Lord Jesus. May we receive every blessing that comes from the Lord rather than harm our destiny in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Amplified Classic says, For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait and hope and look for the Lord in the end shall inherit the earth. God gave us a word saying this year, any which way it goes is going to be a happy outcome. In the, that's the thing. It's only the beginning. Just wait for the end. The message translation says, bridle your anger, thrash your wrath, cool your pipes. It only makes things wor worse. Uncoming will only make what? Things worse. Let me ask you, are things not bad enough the way they are? Should you use your hand? Eh? Should you use your hand to cuckoo? I can't even say it with my mouth. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Hmm. I gave you quotations about worry and fretting because some people think they mean the same thing. While worry is a negative state of mind, fretting is when you start acting out your worry. Worry and fretting are not the same. They are related. It's a graduation. While worry is a negative state of mind, that is how you're dealing with what is going on around you. Fretting is when you start acting out your worry. And the Lord kept saying, don't fret. Don't act on what you're thinking. That's a warning to somebody. Okay, another quotation by Dr. Femi Paul is, to fret is to get agitated, very worried, extremely apprehensive, or seriously vexed, and then to allow those feelings to dictate your actions, your inactions, and your reactions. Three things. When you go through, when, the, when Satan puts you through something, it's not what he put you through that will finish you. It is your Getting mad and acting on what he did. Listen, Satan could not kill Job. Job was the only person that could kill himself. The, your actions. By assessing the situation, you let it sit in the center of your life and you, you allow it to depose God and the Holy Spirit and this problem sits in the center of your life it dominates your thoughts your words your actions your feelings then you start acting on it the first one I said is action don't do it the other one is in action I played a video for my staff yesterday I the video brought me to tears let me tell you a bit about it. It's a video. I don't know who shot it. It's about a man going around to some poor neighborhood and said, I don't have enough transport. And, you know, please, can you give me some money to add to what I have so I don't get stuck? The man he was talking to was almost blind and old man. said, I don't even have money. That's why I don't go out. She said, if you don't have transport, you stay home. The daughter came out and said, ah, we have plenty of problems. So I can't even afford my medication. But since you have a problem... She went in and brought 500 naira. The guy said, thank you. He said, I was only testing to see if there's still some good people left. When you're angry, 
you're going to fail that test. When you're so self-involved in your problem and your problem sits at the center of your life, you cannot be sweet to anybody. You cannot be a helper. You cannot go around doing good. This girl brought her money. You know what I found out? The girl was a diabetic. She couldn't afford her drug. She said, even the right food I'm supposed to eat, I can't afford it. And you brought her 500 naira. The man said it was only a test. And it was the poorest people that passed the test. And said, let me add some money to your 500. And then he said, I, he now came back and said, I tested you. It was on video. I posted it. And this is people's reaction. I put it together. I brought you a gift. He said, open it. 500,000 naira cash. 500,000 naira cash. That's how people felt about you. Just to remember that only there's one person. Did she give the money because she had a lot of money? She had so many problems. As a young lady, never been married. Parents are old, live in a decrepit place. She still brought out something. 500,000, she was ruling on the floor. Say, how? I said, by the way, your drugs. Some people said, whatever drugs you need for the rest of your life is paid for. I'm talking about inactions. When you let your problems and worry and fretting dominate the center of your life, you will be guilty of inaction. In, yes, to, to do action is to do bad. But when you refuse to do good, it's called inaction. To fret is to get agitated, very worried, extremely apprehensive, or seriously vexed, and then turn, then allow those feelings to dictate your actions or your inaction. When you refuse to be a blessing, when you feel justified not to do good. So some people don't work in church anymore. Some people don't give in church anymore. You think you're saving money by not giving. You have missed it. And the last one is your reactions. You become very volatile, very combative. Before somebody says one, you'll have said three. You don't feel justified. An eye for an eye. That's the Old Testament. In the New Testament, the Bible says, overcome evil with good. Somebody ought to be repenting here. You are now a reactor. You, don't, you are not an actor in life anymore. Satan will write the program knowing that you will react. So you keep reacting and mortgaging your destiny in the place of your self-justified reactions. I pray that somebody hearing me online begins to repent. So that's what it is, and that's my intro, but it is not a sermon, it's an interaction in this Bible study. My question then is, what happens when people fret? I've told you how it works. I've given you the definition. I've showed you that worry is only a negative state of mind. When you act on it, it's fretting. Fretting is emotion. Fretting is not in your mind. You do something or you refuse to do good. So what happens, think about it, when people get to the point they start fretting. Your worry has now metamorphosed into an action, an inaction or reaction. What happens? Somebody help me. Okay. Awesome. Can we do the right thing? Praise the Lord.
Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Okay, um, fretting actually puts you into more trouble. It does what? Um, puts you into, gives you more trouble. It puts you into more trouble. More trouble. How is so, that? Um, um, Esau, for example, um, um, was it um, Saul, for example, uh-huh. he was worried that the soldiers were coming. Yeah. He was worried, and because of that, he was worried first. Then he started fretting, started listening to what people were saying. Then he brought out sacrifice. He wanted to make a sacrifice that he wasn't supposed to make because he, 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 he did fret. Then I, he lost his glory. He was supposed to be a king for a time. Yeah. Even his um, generation yet unborn were supposed to be kings. But he lost it. Not just him, but his lineage. Can you clap for him? forget that it was God that chose Saul. It was not, nobody forced God. Nobody said, make Saul. They just said, we want a king. God picked him. As a matter of fact, told Samuel before he came, that there's one fellow coming, this is what you're going to do for him. It was not an accident. So he could have kept it. It was God's will. But the man that was God's will, when he got to a situation where Samuel was late in appearing. The people started to talk, and they were moving away from him. That was all happened. He fretted. He took an action. He said, bring the sacrifice. Let me offer the sacrifice. As soon as they finished, Samuel came, what have you done? What did you do? You that you were little in your eyes and God made you king. He said, today God has removed the kingdom from your hand. And given it to somebody that looks lesser than you but is better than you. Which means at the time God made him king, he was not the best. Can I tell you something? Be careful that you don't lose what you already have. He fretted. And his story, all his lineage finished that day. Worry is not as bad. When it becomes fretting, you're going to do something you're going to regret. You know, even if the people moved away from him, was it him that won the people in the first place? When I say, oh, bad, Nikubaje, when people move away from you, who be you before? They didn't know you before. God brought them around. But if you now offend God, you'll find that you can't even keep the people with your own strength. If they moved away and he waited for Samuel, Samuel did the sacrifice, what do you think will have happened? God will have even increased the people. Glory to God. A round of applause for awesome. What happens when people, Fred, I want those online to post your contribution, your questions, and we're going to read them out because we're one right here. So what happens when people, Fred, when what have you seen go wrong? Or what happened when somebody started fretting? Or when you fretted? Minister James, do the right thing. Do the right thing. Praise the Lord. I think this uh, story, I've shared this story when we were at LTV8. It's been a long time. <laughs> at that time, I was still new uh, in Christ. So my, what actually happened is I'll give it a typical example. I was coming back. I think I was going to Ikeja. Around, and I had like accident within that um, the bridge. You know that period, that uh, Lagos was really really busy. So I had an accident. The car was coming, then I brushed the car. 
So the next thing I, was, I, was, I saw, the man just came down from the car. The driver was actually driving. Then the man came down, then he gave me a dirty slap. Then I was still using the golf too. I've talked about those days. So he gave me a dirty slap. I was like, that, that calmness, that particular period was not easy. So coming down, that day I gave the guy the blow of my life. As in, I, I can't even imagine. The cat, I gave him Holy Ghost blue, as in, it was terrible. It, my take here is, it came, mine came with regret. It came with regret because immediately after that incident, the guy, the guy was bleeding. Hey, as in my anger, I can be very nice yeah, those days. Yeah. And, but when I get angry, to I the was other extreme. I'm telling you the gospel truth. So the guy was bleeding. They arrested us and they took us to a rare police station. At the end of the day, I started. Ah, what, what was I what thinking? The money I spent. Father, they almost put me into the bar, but I think I had to make one or two calls and everything. But at that particular period, I was not saying that if only I had just maybe begged him, probably maybe I would have just left without. I spent money days. Like, my car was there for, for days. I kept going to the station and paying money. So full of regrets and everything, that particular action that I took at that point. But right now, I'm a new man, a changed man. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> what happens when even good people fret? You surprise yourself. How many of you have surprised yourself before? You said something, you, all, you look and say, who said that? Come on now, let me see your hand up. Who has done something that you don't even want anybody to remind you? In your fretting. Yeah, put your hand up now. See the holy men are putting up their hand. You, you are not even on this side. You won't put up your hand. I think everybody has done something you regret before. Uh -huh. Look at this young man. God bless you. Uh -huh. So we bring it all under the blood of Jesus. Nobody should remind anybody. Don't go to Mr. James and say, ah, so you get, you get anger like this. No, no, no. That was the old man buried. This is the res resurrected man. Praise God. What happens when people fret? Okay, let's hear Pastor Collins and we'll come to Ambassador. Please give that microphone some treble. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The tendency is that you make the wrong decision when you fret. Really? Yes, you, most likely, 90% of the so time. So what happens to the brain when you fret? What do you think happens to the brain that you usually will make terrible decisions? I'm not a biologist, so I'm not sure what happens in the brain. But, but something goes wrong something with the brain. Just, you know, in our what local language. What happened to Minister James' brain? Uh, that one knot removed one from One knot brain. just removed. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's the knot. A typical example is, you know, Minister James' situation that... Yeah. It's not, a, it's not something he would have. Even if he didn't end up in the police station, you probably, as a Christian, you go back and regret what you did. You regret what you did. That's Most cool. likely. So you take wrong decisions when you fret. Yours is maybe an extreme case. Other times where they might not necessarily be, it could be circumstance that is not like someone slapping you. It could just be circumstance around you. You're not happy about what happened around you, and then you, you are forced into making decisions. I usually tell people that, the difference between the rich and the poor is not the opportunities that present themselves to them, but the decisions that they make. Because you can have the rich and the poor, and you see the same opportunity comes before the person uh, that, is, that eventually became rich and some person that became poor, but it's the decision that they make. Most times, the circumstance we find ourselves in, and then we are frightened about what tomorrow is, we are not sure what we are expecting, then because we are not calm, we tendencies that we make the wrong decisions and then we find ourselves in a difficult place. 
So worry produces fretting, and when you fret, you're likely to make a very costly decision. Who here has made a costly decision before? Just in the spot of the moment. May God help us to recover what we lost in Jesus' name. Okay. Good evening, sir. Good evening, church. I want to start by reading the book of Naum, chapter 1, verse 7. Say, the Lord is good, a strong hold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust him. Then the book of Isaiah 41, 10, don't be afraid, for I'm with you. Don't be discouraged, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Now, there are more than enough God promises when we are in a situation that we are discussing. The question, therefore, is that, and we are professed to be Christians, born again, super holy. That won't happen. At that time that we get worried, worry is good. Probably we cannot control when worry creeps in. But at that stage that worry become, we begin to fret. What really happened? Uh-huh. How did we lose our essence of Christianity? Because we are the one that should show that kind of strength in the face of adversity. Now, because the old thing that Satan is doing is to move away, push us away from that zone where we can remember the word of God yeah, and push and so us to when we become emotional. Yeah. Satan will gradually push us away and make us take us to a zone where we become free so that we can be properly attacked. And what Satan would do is to back up our worry with fear. And when we sink, we move into fear, we disconnect. And that's why most of the most instruction given by God in the Bible is fear not. Directly, more than 157 times. What are your hands doing? Come on now. And indirectly, 365 days, times in the Bible. Do not be dismayed. Do not succumb to fear. It's all saying fear not. If we must move away from worry, we must fear not. And we must begin to trust in God. Like now, sir, there is already worry <laughs> in Nigeria now. Now that fuel will go to 750. Uh, then we by nature, we are going to disconnect from who we are. We are going to lose our sense of Christian. We are now going to move to the environment. We become the world and begin to discuss. We begin to respond to the 720. Our dollar is going 930. And that is the decision. That's where we now separate who is a Christian and who is not a Christian. This message is timed. It has never been this good. This is the time to speak about how do we trust God through adversity. Thank you so much. Let's hear Ambassador. It says, when worry starts, it creeps in. Then it metamorphoses into fretting anger. And then it moves us away from the zone where God reigns and brings us into Olojomo Otomo, where Satan can deal with you. He can't drag you there. You will carry your two legs and go there. May we find our way back to the refuge that God has given us in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, sir. Good evening, church. From, Good evening. From my experience, threat, the outcome is always not good. The outcome of fretting is never it's, good. It's never good. Yeah. 
because I've seen so many people that have treated. When I was incarcerated, I have a friend. What brought him to the prison was that he stabbed a wife to death. And at the end, the judgment that was given to him was to be, to, he was sentenced to death by hanging. So we started talking to him. The only answer he can give us is that he doesn't know what happened. Hey. That he doesn't know. In a moment of madness. Yes, that he, do, that he was absent-minded. And what happened on that day was on, the, on his birthday. Maybe the wife just did small something. Okay, he said the wife did not return from work on time. When he know that, it's his birthday. Yes. Mr. Momo knows the person. Now is the prayers that is saving the guy now. He's now a pastor in prison. You won't try to commit suicide. He, not that he was trying to commit. He has already committed suicide. He poisoned himself. He drank um, Isaiah. But he was rushed to the hospital in the prison and was operated. So with that, he is now is preaching to people that what he has passed through, that he knows that God is with him and God will save him. Okay. So he's preaching to people that when situation yes. wants to annoy you, yes, eh, wants to get you mad, don't fret to. Because fretting can lead you to life in prison. Those who cannot withstand the situation, those are the ones that we see that are committing suicide, that are jumping from the bridge to, to the lab. Can you clap for him, please? <laughs> Two people go through the same thing and their reactions are different. One trusts God. Job, Job says, I will wait on the Lord till my change comes. The other one gets mad fretted. You know what Job's wife told him? He says, cause God and die. Meaning God has not done you well. Let him cook, cook, finish you. What is your life worth? Supposing Job did that. The book of Job will have ended as a disaster. Some people will put pepper in your situation. Say, what is your life worth? Your mates are doing better. You're a useless person. Which church are you going to? In that moment, you are capable of losing it. And that's what Satan wants. That's why God told me, Oh, Bani, whatever you're going through is not as bad as you think. It is what you do about it. What you say about it is where Satan is going. We will not answer to Satan's nudging in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The voice of a stranger will not hear anymore. The voice of the Lord is what we're going to hear in Jesus' mighty name. One last person before we move on. The question is what happens when people fret? We've heard some very good ones. Yes. Good evening, church. Good, good evening, evening, sir. So basically, if I understand the meaning of these frets, the word, this word fret tonight very well is the action that we take when we are going through, when we are going through life. Yeah. The action that we take when things are not going the way we want. Yes. So 
for me, most of the time, things I don't want, things I do not even pray for, I do not even imagine. Because I can remember when I was in um, secondary school, my father, I can remember then, as in then was, I would say, he's a rich man. So when people are praying, when I was in university, I look at what are you guys praying about? I don't have any problem. <laughs> so when people are praying, I'll just be looking at them, that, ah, okay, is life really happening to you? Then um, little did I even know, my father died in, um, when I was in um, level one, my mother died when I was in level two. Ah. So at that junction, I begin to know what other people were praying about. Praying for. Okay. So now. at that junction, life begins to happen. So when I was in school, I've had friends round about me when I couldn't pay school fees that they are into prostitution. But at every point when I want to, for me, I'm the best friend of myself because I always just talk to myself. Hmm. When I know that, I ask myself the consequence. If I want what? to start something, I'll yeah. just ask myself, this consequence of this thing you want to start, where will it lead to? Ah. And the best way is I will ask myself, people that have gone this way, where did they end? Aha. So I'll just quickly borrow myself some brain, and, I mean sense, <laughs> and I tell myself, I look at people, I will look at people around me, I will look at people that have gone ahead far in age, and I will ask them, this person went this way, how did they end? This one went this way, out there. So immediately, I'll just, um, I just, he helped me all throughout university, never to take wrong decision. In fact, sir, if you are looking for somebody that my father, he paid me so much that my father died because he never believed I would amount to anything. Why? Because I'm from a Muslim home, and in my father's house, we must cover our, right. cover everything. But me, I wear miniskirt. And so to my father, around my area, you will just believe that I'm a very useless girl. And my father will call me that I'm a bastard. He will just look at me and he will shake his head and say, ah, this girl, you're a bastard. And I'll just be laughing. So, but one day, he doesn't know that all those things he's, talking, he's telling us, all those things, as he was even saying those things, I wasn't reacting to it because I just believe he was just talking based on what he can see me doing. So, one day, one of my sisters that was covering Ed got pregnant. Oh, Kalaba. And, and I went to go and meet my father. I gave him food and I told him, my daddy died, that uh, Tawa is pregnant now. My father said, you're a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He kept laughing. What am I saying is, most of the time when life happens to us, issues, situation, circumstances, when it happens, covering ourselves and staying under the word, for everything we go through, there is a solution in the Bible. But we chose the one we want. Most of the time, when we see, when people are going, Pastor, when somebody wants to take the action, and you're telling them, hey, calm down, and hey, this one, they will even find scripture to back the action they want, they, to, they want take. to take. Did you hear that? When people want to take the wrong decision, they will find scripture to back it. Yes, sir, because... If you are quiet, maybe you are guilty. <laughs> sir... <laughs> Pastor, you know, the, 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 what even amazes me is people that are not Christian, they are waiting. Because what we are going through is people that are in the world too, they are going through it. And the action they are taking, is it the same action we that we call, we carry our Bible. And they are looking at us, they will ask you, Rale, uh, What's the difference between me and you? There's no difference. The only difference for me that I always tell myself is, 
I can't behave like who does not have Jesus. Hey, what are your hands doing? I can't. Yeah, I celebrate you for that statement. Yes, taking those decisions that when you see somebody in the world, the same decision they would take is what you, that you call yourself a born-again Christian. You will take it. So most of the time when life happens, I might cry, I might feel sad, I might feel bad, I might be lonely, I might, but I will never stop serving. I increase my serving to God. When Wahala did. Yes. When, because that is where I can have peace of mind. It's only in Christ I can have peace of mind. So I will not remove myself from Christ. I have to stay in Christ so that he can give me the peace of mind so to, to be able, able to weather the storm. Thank you, sir. Wow. You see what happens when people fret? It goes beyond what actually the problem was. Do you know that every problem has an expiration date? One day, Bible says he makes everything beautiful in its time. And you fret and you complicate things and you mess up big time. Like I said, if Job cursed God, what would be the end of the story of Job? It looked like God forsook him. We want to find out from some good examples amongst us how some people seem to have the gift of calmness. Can I get a witness? Do you know some people seem to have the gift of calmness? Why are you not answering me? There are some people in your family, amongst your friends, no matter what, they will just be looking. And say, ah, the man slap you, he will slap him back. He said, eh, if I slap him, I'll kill him. He said, and they kill him now. <laughs> and the guy said, let's go. And the person that slapped him is half his size. You, that you want to slap the person past, you are the same size as the person. Person will get power, no fight. Now you will not get power, you won't fight. Can I get a witness? I have in my notes here, it says, what happens when people fight? Uh, fret. They make poor decisions, they make bad decisions, or they make hasty decisions. Have you made a hasty decision before that you regret later on? Like, 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 uh, like Saul, when he offered the sacrifice, he was hasty. As soon as he finished, Samuel appeared. Which means within 20 minutes after he had made the mistake. When people what happens when people fret is they panic and sometimes they lash out. They lose hope. They withdraw. They don't come to church anymore. They don't serve anymore. They don't give anymore. And they, they get depressed. And then they crumble. You, you see somebody alive but the person is already dead. They crumble and they fall apart. How are the mighty falling? May that not be what will be said concerning us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the result of this action is that you miss destiny. But now I want, I want to bring two witnesses. I want us to learn from those who by nature have the gift of calmness. Let them enlighten us how to be calm and perhaps how to maintain calmness. 
You all agree that some people seem to have it. Let me ask you, are you one of them? If you're one of them, I'll bring you here. Ambassador, you're not one of them. I know. I can. Uh-huh. One day, uh-huh. when you are going home, when Marwa hits your car, Marwa hits my car at the junction of your house. When you say your your son was inside the car on that day, uh-huh. that when you now look at the person, you now look. Even if you carry the Marwa, it's not up to the cost <laughs> that he will buy the to repair what he has that damaged he has done. on the <laughs> ah. So anytime I'm driving. Or when I was driving my jalopy, somebody just hit me. I just looked like this. I said, oh. Immediately, my, my mind just go to your... My refusal to friends yes. that day. <laughs> so I said, I want to be like pastor. I said, God, provide for me. Let me get money to repair it. Oh, God, they go your way. <laughs> no, no cause for put some yes. sand on my garage. Because, sir, when we look at this friend something, it has sent so many people... In the wrong direction. Yes. So many people have died. So many people are in prison because of this fretting. Thank you, Ambassador. Can we celebrate him? The first person I want to bring up is my friend, Soji Salu. Please come. Give him the microphone. How many of you notice that this guy is always calm? He's the definition of cool guy. Don't call him cool guy. I'm the only one that can call him that. <laughs> come, 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 come. Celebrate him. Celebrate him. I so admire his calmness. So tell us, how did you manage to always look calm? And when things happen, how do you manage to remain calm? I'm always gossiping about you to your wife. I'm sure she's online. And I say, Soji is always so calm. Let's encourage you with a hand clap. Come on now. Some of you need that anointing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, so for me, um, it's, it's a constant reminder of what God has done in my life. A constant reminder of what God has done. Did you hear that? I'll share a little story. When I was in my undergraduate days, uh, I had an issue. I actually lost hope. I felt that, you know, it was the end for me. That night I prayed. I'd never prayed like that in my entire life. I prayed. Two days after God did it and everything went on, everything went well. So what I do is every time I get into a jam or every time I have a situation, I remind myself of that reference point. God that did this for you can always do everything that you need. What are your hands doing? So the answer is not in the front. The answer is in the back. It sounds to me, count your blessings and not your troubles. So if you remember what God has done for you, mm-hmm. it gives you that sense of assurance that whatever is in front of you, God will always settle you. Somebody say Amen. Another thing is, um, worrying doesn't help you. It doesn't change anything. So why worry? If you're He's asking you, worry, not go change your bank balance. So why worry? 
Is somebody repenting today now? Yes, sir. Uh, carry on. So, so the last thing for me is there's a Yoruba adage that says, Be about Hey! Any mayo, mayo. The, the literal. The I'm English. sorry for you. You don't speak Yoruba. <laughs> Who can interpret for us? The, give him microphone. Okay, let me try. They say when if we pound yam in the casing of granite, as small as it is, say person will go belefu go see belefu, which means if God is on your side, no matter what, you go still win. Oh, look at you! You didn't even jump up and receive that one. Wow. Thank you, Minister Soji. Yes, sir. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. So um, that's an ideology that I've always uh, taken up. I've tried to explain that to my wife, my children. So in all that we do, mm-hmm. at the back of our minds, God will always come through. Hey! God will always come through. If it doesn't come through, it means that it's not for you. And, and I noticed that about you and your children and your wife. You know, they come across as if they don't have any problems. If you watch them, as if they don't have any unpaid bills. But I remember one time you were thinking of some prospects at work and it didn't look like that. How did you remain calm? Uh, Pastor, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Did you hear what he said? It wasn't easy. Don't expect it to be easy. That's why we're in this classroom. We want to learn to do what? How to be calm and to remain calm. Tell us about it. Okay. Um, I think Just about... Skeletally. Um, a couple of years ago, I, I didn't change jobs, but I had to move from one place to the other. I came here, I gave that testimony. Yeah. You know, it, it was about... Um, there was a substantial increase... Okay. in my salary. So I had done the work for like two years and then a new role came up. And my MD thought that, you know, it was something that I could handle. It was a challenge for me. I, said, I just decided, okay, let me even try. But in the course of that new role, I had serious issues, very, very serious issues. At a point in time, I, had, I thought about resigning I actually thought about resigning, but then again, I looked at it and I was like, if you give up now, those that are coming behind you, especially my children that look up to me, what will I tell them? Hey! So I began to remind myself of where I was coming from and what God had done for me. Again, I went to my place of prayer and after I prayed, the Lord did it for me. Eventually, I had to leave that role, but I was able to get maybe about 70% of the job done. But God still came through. That's the bottom line. You know, he said, if I gave up, what kind of leader would I be to my children? You know, sometimes what drives you... Sh- should be more than you. you. At that point in time, it didn't matter how he felt anymore. He had to do it for his children. 
And in the process, he went back to God. And God moved him from that difficult role, even though he I was still able to do 70% and moved him to a comfortable role. Look at him, he looks well fed now. Can you help me celebrate him? <laughs> Any last word? No, that's about it, sir. What, what advice would you give us? <sighs> that one sounds easy. <laughs> what advice would you give your brethren? I think the best advice that I can give is just remember, remember what God has done for you. You know, there's, I'm sure you've had points in your life that, you know, you've either prayed to God or you've had faith in God to do something for you and he has come through for you. Make it a reference point and the Lord will always come through in Jesus' name. Yeah. We celebrate you, Sonny. You see, those that are very, that you ignite very quickly, you take on things and so on, it is a bad place to be. Satan can really trip you off. You have to put a guard on your lips. Be slow to hear, be very slow to speak. One of the ways Satan will get you is the words of your mouth. By your words, you'll be justified, and by your words, you'll be condemned. A word is sufficient for the wise. The people that are calm, I always admired them long before I became a Christian. I knew there was something strong about it. And God will help us in Jesus' name. I want to invite Minister Tokbe to also share something with us. Celebrate our... The woman who wanted to be a housewife and became a very powerful, over-exuberant executive. What a transformation. This is the fruit of the ministry of the man of God, Pastor Steve. Well done. <laughs> so tell us, share with us how you remain calm. You have a high-tension job. You've been through some difficult situations. How are you able to be calm and how do you maintain calm? What, what works for you? Just share with us. It will bless someone. Good evening, church. Um, Pastor, basically, you know, for me, I'll say we are, we are human. And normally when um, life actually happens. Happens. Life happens to everybody. Yes. We, we, we get tired, depressed, yeah. and frustrated, and yeah. feel, is this thing not really working? But we thank God that um, we always come to church, because most of the times, when I feel so tired, I feel so discouraged, and um, I'll come to church, and things that we hear, pastor will minister, we just look as if I've narrated what I'm going through to him. So most of the time, coming to church helps me and brings me back home. Not neglecting the presence of God. I think I remember sometimes back, I was in church that day, and um, I was just tired. I mean, I was tired. I was tired of everything. Everything. You I was tired of yeah. everything. So I was just sitting down there, and 
I was just praying, God, just attend to me. That's why most of the time when we even have expectation in our hearts and we come to God's presence, I was just there and everything, I was just looking at, ah, his pastor is, his pastor, is he a spirit? Because everything, the prayer points, everything was just for me that day. So I would just pick the word, I would run with the word. I keep the word in my heart. Because when anxiousness come, huh. when anxiety come, I use the word back. Hey. Because, for example, when, let's say for example, I'll put an example, okay. I remember so many years back, I think it was six months in my marriage, and my husband can arrange very well. He, he, he can arrange. Arrange. Arrange things. Okay. He doesn't like things being the same way as in the way this fan is now. If he comes back again, he will look at the fan again. Why is this fan like this? He will move it to this side again. He will move it to this side again. You know, we are newly married. So I was always looking at him. Guy, yeah, I don't care. That fan can be there for 100 years. But for him, he's not comfortable. He likes to arrange. If he lays bed, I always pray you should not lay bed. Because for you to want to sit on it, <laughs> you'll be afraid. It's a problem. <laughs> he will talk in everywhere. If you want, he, he likes house chores. He can come, he will mop floor. If you mop floor, his ties will be shining. So I will be afraid. Where do I want to put leg? You know? <laughs> People don't mop this floor now so that we can rest. So we can move around. <laughs> but those are things he just likes to do. So that day, he kept arranging. We carry plates, we carry this way, we carry. Then I was just looking at it. I just went to go meeting. Leave the place. Was just, he didn't do anything for me. Oh. I just stood like this. You will not go today. You will kill me today. You know the way women, we do all those nonsense. Yeah, all the gymnastics. He didn't do, he didn't do anything. He just used his hand like this. Leave the road, Jare, let me pass. You know, I fell down. And when I fell down, I said, I cry, I cried. You push me, you beat me, you die. <laughs> I did everything to buy, the, to buy the pity for myself. But you know, ever since that time, if he say anything, if he come in, if he move anything, I don't need it. <laughs> if he like, let him move me 50 times. If he asks me, is it not good? I say, Very fine. <laughs> I learned my lesson from that time. So most of the time, if we have issues, and I just feel like, you look at the marriage is tearing apart. Or the thing is not making sense. I will just tell him myself, does this the Lord? Talk with Steve that God has joined together. No devil will put us asunder. <laughs> he said, for this reading, will a man leave his father and his mother and will cleave to his wife? I said, Omotayo, you will cleave to me. My marriage will work. Will. So most of the time we have issues. I will just settle it there. And I, re I replace the worry with the word. So with the word, I have peace. So I don't disturb myself. If I don't have money, you know, the whole thing is looking scattered. As you see, it is written, the Lord will supply all my needs according to religion, glory by Christ Jesus. I keep, I can, I, I can do one week, no one dead But you will not know. I'll just replace it with the word. I'll have peace of mind, and I'll just be, I'll just be looking at it. So what, most of the time, I replace anxiety, fear, worry with the word. And going back to the scripture of what does the word tell you to about do. the situation. There is always divine direction for everything, but only when we just refuse mm -hmm. 
Bible says that, except for my sake, be a fool. Hmm. But nobody wants to be a fool again. Oh, I uh-huh. If I spend James' money, the man try. Start up where is my money? Start up where is my money? Start up where is my money? He cannot manage the tea again. Oh, my the, the pastor in uh, Pastor James will just go and sit. Say, you hear people say, if not for church, if not for Jesus, you know how do it. <laughs> and for me, those are examples of how we, we all get angry. But immediately... But you know, you said something that when you are so distressed, whether it's money, whether it's some problems, and you are down, you don't feel like come to church, a lot of people will not come to church. How do you tear yourself away from the misery, the anxiety, the pain, the anger, and bring yourself to church? Is that a good question or not? Also, there's no solution anywhere if you don't come to church. They can't hear you. There's no solution. Anywhere. anywhere. It's only in the presence of God you can get solution. I don't think that is, you can get solution anywhere. You, you, you said that you come to church and it looks like the pastor was in your house, in your office, yes, and he's sir. saying something to you. And in the midst of that, do you get like an instruction or what? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And when you apply it, what happens? Peace. Peace. Yes, sir. The peace of God. That so I, the, everything my skin cut, I will sleep. And when devil reminds me, I say, there's nothing I can do to it. I've given it to God. He will take care of it. And then everything turns around. It will turn around. It doesn't have choice because I will even speak to it. You know, for somebody that goes out on the street, will carry all these boys and young ladies and talk to them and give them what they need and keep following them, it will seem like you have too much money, you have too much time. But you come from the office. First, go under the bridge, pack them in your car, bring them to church. Meanwhile, some people don't even come to church. Is it because it's easy? How do you do it? It's not that easy. It's, it's instructions. It's instruction. Those are his instructions. Those are things you tell us when we come to church. You don't still depart from God. You must keep serving God diligently, irrespective of whatever happens. Come on, what are your hands doing? I, I salute you. I salute. Help me, help me sal- salute the minister Topper for the calmness to remain steadfast in serving God irrespective of whatever the enemy is doing. And she says that God will give her instruction, things will turn around. We're talking about how to be calm and to remain calm. Let me read some scriptures to you very quickly. Psalm 61 verse 2 says, From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When your heart is overwhelmed, Where do you allow yourself to be led to? To the people who give you counsel? An eye for an eye. It do me, I do you, God, no go vex. But the psalmist says, from the end of the earth, I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to where? The rock that is higher. Maybe that's why she comes to church, because she knows the rock is going to be in church. Who do you go to? The Amplified Classic says, verse 2 and 3, From the ends of earth, I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed and fainting. Sometimes you're not angry. You are falling apart. 
When my heart is overwhelmed and fainting, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter. This is what you're saying, what God has done. That's what you were saying. For you have been a shelter and a refuge for me, a strong tower against the adversary. The NIV says, from the end of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Somebody, you need to hear this. As my heart goes faint, my faith grows faint, my love goes faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. And what is the foe? The source of the problem. You have been my refuge. We have to remember the goodness of God. We have to count our blessings and name them one by one. We have to say, God, who delivered me from the lion, who delivered me from bear, he will deliver me from this uncircumcised Felix thing. Can somebody put their hands together for the Lord? This is how to become. You must remember the goodness of God. There are lots of people, after God blesses them, they just walk away. They can't, they, they will not recall the victories of yesterday. So you can't face the giants of today. How to remain calm. Let me read the scripture to you. The Amplified Classic, Psalm 16, verses 8 to 9. Listen to this. How not to be calm or how to remain calm. They're two separate things. It says, I have set the Lord continually before me. How many of us do that? I have set the Lord. What? Continually. Not Sunday, Sunday. Not, some people when they go on holiday, God is not before them anymore. It's just your love that is before them. I have set the Lord. What did I do? I have set it. The way Pastor Steve sets the house, I have set the Lord continually before me by choice. Because he's at my right hand, I what? shall not be moved which means whatever happens the way i think the way what i do will not be changed by what i'm going through therefore i like the word therefore i have said the lord continually before me because he's at marina i shall not be moved therefore my heart is glad and my glory my inner self rejoices my body too shall rest and confidently dwell in safety. The basic English Bible says, because of this, my heart is glad and my glory is full of joy while my flesh takes its rest in what? In hope. Hope for what? That God will do it again. I want to read Second Chronicles 15 verses 4 to 7. Please bear with me. It says, but in the time of trouble... They turned to the Lord, Israel's God. They sought him and found him. Now, at that time, it wasn't safe to travel because great turmoil affected the inhabitants of the area like we live in Nigeria. Nations, nation was crossed by nation and city by city as God troubled them with every kind of trouble. But as for you, be brave and those lose heart. Don't lose your calmness because what? Your work will be rewarded. Say amen. amen. I read the message translation of the same scripture in closing. At that time, it was a dog-eat-dog world. Does that sound familiar? Is it dog-eat-dog in Nigeria now? You heard what um, Elder of Honor, for sure, Oyenuga said. She said, some things are uncalming her. And she mentioned that, and it's a dog-eat-dog dog thing. 
At that time, it was a dog-eat-dog world. Life was constantly up for grabs. No one, regardless of country, knew what next the day might bring. Sounds very familiar. Nation battered nation. City pummeled city. God let loose every kind of trouble amongst them. But it is different with you. Can you say amen? It says be strong. Take heart. Payday is coming. Help me celebrate the Lord. Can we bow our heads in prayer? I close with the same Philippians 4 verse 7. But I read the B part of the message Bible. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Father, we have examined the word of God interactively. And we realize on this side of eternity there will always be troubles. There will be rumors of war. There'll be tough times, there'll be famines, there'll be pestilences. But through many tribulations, the Bible says we'll enter the rest of God. And we realize that it's all an attempt to draw us away from the place where we trust God, we believe God. It's an attempt to harden our hearts so we're not going around doing good anymore. It's so that we will not judge God faithful. The Bible says Sarah judged God faithful and she received the strength to conceive. She didn't get pregnant when her mates were getting pregnant. She didn't get pregnant in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. It was the 80s because she gave birth at 90. But yet she judged God faithful and she received the strength to do the miraculous. I agree that it is wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of our lives. We eject every anxiety from our hearts. The throne of our, the center of our life will be occupied by the Holy Spirit. We will not engage in fretting. We will not do an eye for an eye. We will not do, we will not live like it's a dog eat dog world. We'll never be a part of that. We will look to the Lord and will not be ashamed. Bible says they looked to the Lord and they were not ashamed for their faces were radiant. As we recall the goodness of God, how he has brought us so far, he will not leave us stranded. He will make a way for us. Our testimony will be complete this year. No matter what happens, it's going to be happy outcomes. No matter what goes wrong, it is going to be providential happy outcomes. For us, so shall it be. We superimpose the word of God upon any and everything going on around us. Let God be true and every situation a liar. We give you praise and glory. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Help me celebrate the Lord. Hallelujah.